Hello, welcome to the New Stack Makers, a podcast where we talk about at scale application development, deployment, and management. KubeCon, Cloud NativeCon conferences gather adopters and technologists to further the education and advancement of cloud native computing. The vendor-neutral events feature domain experts and key maintainers behind popular projects like Kubernetes, Prometheus, Envoy, CoreDNS, ContainerD, and more. Hello, and welcome to this latest edition of the New Stack Makers podcast. This is uh, Joe Jackson, editor for the New Stack, and it's that time of the year again when we gather together, discuss all matters relating to Kubernetes and the associated tooling necessary for cloud-native computing. That's right, KubeCon plus CloudNativeCon will be held in Los Angeles this year, October 11th through the 15th. We wanted to get an early glimpse into this year's uh, schedule, so we invited Priyanka Sharma, the general manager of the Cloud Native Computing Foundation, and Twitter's Jasmine James, who is a co-chair of the conference. Welcome. Thank you so much, Joe. Very nice to be here. Excellent. Perfect. So let's just dive in with questions. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not it would be held live or virtual this year, (laughs) and at least a big chunk of it will be live, from my understanding. Uh, First of all, how many attendees are you expecting this year, either live or virtually? Lots and lots. (laughs) So we are expecting both in-person and virtual attendees. And, you know, the last time we had like 26,000 attendees for virtual in Europe. And this time around, because it's going to be a mix, we're hoping any like in the tens of thousands or twenties of thousands of virtual, anyone and everyone can come. So we're expecting mass attendance there. And then on the in-person front, because the event is effectively going to be a U.S. only event, given all the restrictions that are going on with COVID-19. We're mm-hmm. thinking about like 4,000 people, something like that. Huh. Excellent. So what, uh, I'm very curious, what are the virtual options for those who can attend? What will it look like last year's all virtual conference or there be a new platform or what's going on there? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, virtual components to our events are here to stay. This is always going to be the case that there is going to be a virtual event when there is also an in-person component. So all the cool things that you saw in KubeCon CloudNativeCon EU, which was in May, you'll see all of that again. We're using Meeting Play again because we got really good feedback. People loved it. I had a blast on that platform. We're going to have the same fun stuff. Like, you know, I was doing Zoom happy hours. I'm definitely going to do those again. And this time I'm also doing a coffee clutch, they're calling it. And at the same time, yeah. So there's like all kinds of fun virtual experiences. There's going to be like, you know, games lounge, virtual game night. There's peer group mentoring, career, that kind of cool stuff still happening just like before. There's a really fun, by the way, Battlesnake CubeCon Cup. So that just the name sounds like we should all be entering. So those are some of the fun virtual experiences. Excellent. And the the coffee... Clutch? Is that what that is? Coffee clutch with Priyanka. They call me, that's what that's what they're calling it. <laughs> it's early morning. That's what I know. <laughs> so, so that's an Ask Me Anything thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's right before your uh, keynote or one of your keynotes, I, I take it. So it's early morning on Friday Pacific time. So it'll be really good timing for, uh, you know, Europe time zones, anyone who's a morning person. And, you know, something I always do at 
these AMA happy hour coffee clashes is mm -hmm. help people break out into small groups in the Zoom room and have heard such beautiful stories of people making friends in those and becoming uh, developing real relationships even in a virtual environment. So I'll of course be doing all of that. Excellent, excellent, perfect. So what COVID precautions are you taking in a measure to ensure the safety of the attendees? Absolutely. So it's very it's the number one thing for us has been how do we execute an in-person version of the event successfully and safely so to that end the first thing is vaccines are required anyone who is going to show up in person for the event needs to be vaccinated and we're going to use the clear app to you know to for people to upload their uh, proof of vaccination and from everything i've heard it's super easy to use and that should work out we're also requiring masks in addition to the vaccines so it's like we have double protection is pretty much as good as it can get. And so those are the key things that we're doing. And I think, you know, it's really important to for every individual to make their independent decision about whether they're going to attend in person or virtually should they have both options. Mm -hmm. And I tell everyone, listen, listen to the experts, first of all. So we actually uh, did an interview with a CDC expert who's been guiding us, Dr. Joe, and he talks about what he thinks, how people should evaluate the risk, because there's always a little bit of risk and you have to decide what's, it's kind of like, you know, when you go outside any day, it's like, there is a little bit of risk. There is a car coming or whatever, anything can happen. And so it's the same way people should evaluate the risk on an individual level. Look at, you know, um, are they living in families with at-risk individuals or populations? And if they feel comfortable we have done our best to make this a safe environment with vaccine required, mask required, and generally a good solid code of conduct that people will follow and enjoy the place safely. Excellent. And it's a pretty large venue, is that correct? Yep, it's the LA Convention Center. Ah, so there'll be plenty of room for socially distancing in the hallway tracks, so to speak. Oh, totally. And there's a lot of outdoor elements, too. There's lots of outdoor space, which I always love. And mm -hmm. so there's lots of space. The ceiling heights are super high when you're indoor. And there's a social distancing requirements. And then there's lots and lots of outdoors. So it's, it's really doable and it's really possible. I actually, I was in Europe. Uh, for a month up until last weekend. And I spoke at a much very small, like 30 person event mm -hmm. uh, in Zurich. And I experienced this job where, you know, the, it was vaccine required as well as mask in certain areas. And just knowing the rules, people were able to follow them and then, then relax because there wasn't any confusion. We weren't guessing whether someone's vaccinated or not. We weren't guessing what we need to do. It was super clear. And I experienced that in a microcosm, in a small event. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that happen in a much larger scale at KubeCon, CloudNativeCon. Nice, nice. All right. Terrific. Terrific. Now, you mentioned you were in uh, Europe. I understand you were actually talking with Kubernetes users there. Um, uh, uh, can you share a bit of what you learned? Uh, particularly, I mean, we're going to talk about 
KubeCon this year in reference to last year. So what new trends are you seeing there with Kubernetes? Sure. So I'll speak a little bit to what I learned in Europe about how organizations are using Kubernetes and cloud native in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a whirlwind tour. I did a roadshow of end user companies and I met with Audi. I met with Daimler, who uh, houses Mercedes Benz, if people are familiar with that car company. Mm-hmm. Um I also met Spotify, uh, my favorite music app, <laughs> and then uh, Deutsche Telekom, a slightly different kind of company. And, you know, I have to say, so I've been going to KubeCon, KubeCons in Europe. I've been doing a lot of meetings in Europe over the years. This year, I don't know if it was because I was just so excited to be out of the house and seeing real people, but I really felt this energy and excitement and depth of usage from the people that I met. The automotives, for example, had very mature teams that were working on uh, sort of like developer experience around cloud native leveraging Kubernetes within their organizations. They were the go-to DevOps teams or people that other engineers across these behemoths were reaching out to for help on you know, uh, shipping their software successfully. And the stories they were telling were, to my mind, much more mature than what I've seen in the past. And the biggest maturity that I saw was the pervasiveness of who was working with them on cloud native. It sounded like most of the engineering teams in all their organizations were reaching out to them and collaborating and that to me was a big, you know, upward growth. So it's not just a, uh, a particular alpha prototype that's being spun up in, in one section of a major car company. Now it's we're getting all the all the uh, uh, engineers involved in in this process. Yeah, we were talking about the type of folks involved are folks working on connected cars, folks who work in the in-car system, you know, the software systems you see. People who build like this, uh, the web apps and the the more website stuff, and then also folks who were building all their like net new cool things, and these are all folks collaborating with this internal like expert teams. Which, by the way, I know Jasmine knows a lot about as she works on developer experience. Terrific, uh, Jasmine. So you work at Twitter. Can you, uh, I guess, describe the environment there as far as? Co-working goes? Yeah, co-working. So I work at Twitter. I lead developer experience for our engineering effectiveness organization. Our goal is to serve our internal customers, which are developers, and really make their lives easier, listen to their pain points, and solve for them, especially at the scale of Twitter development. Obviously, a lot of CNCF projects come into those conversations, right? So it's our job to make sure that the adoption of those and other things um, is, is done with ease. And we're thinking about that experience throughout. So yeah, that's that's where where we are. I work remotely from Atlanta. So I've actually never met any of the people I work with. And I'm really <laughs> excited about KubeCon because this will be my first time you know, at a conference in, I think, almost a year and a half, a year, a year, 1.75 years. So very excited, very excited about this year. Nice. I'm gathering that uh, this might be a, quite an energetic uh, KubeCon, given the fact that we've all been kind of shut in for the last few years. <laughs> this is time to reconnect. <laughs> sure. Excellent. So uh, now, uh, Jasmine, you just signed on as a, as a co-chair for the conference. What were the motivating factors in this? Yeah. So I went to my first KubeCon in 2018 as we, my time at Delta, we were implementing um, Kubernetes within our environment. And I was really trying to like solve a lot of problems. And I think Priyanka was at GitLab at 
the time, not sure, but it, it, we were partnering with them and it was just a very great experience for me. I learned so much and was able to apply it, apply it in my environment, made some great connections there. So um, earlier this year, Priyanka reached out and it seemed like a very, very excited opportunity, especially just joining Twitter and Twitter being at the very beginning of our migration from or Mesos to Kubernetes. So it felt like it was the right time and great timing. So other than that, like the opportunity to work with veteran co-chairs like Stephen Augustus and Constance, Carol Manales, like it's really, really great um, to learn and grow. Um, they've been doing it for like five KubeCons, I think now. So I'm definitely in great hands as it relates to carrying it forward with the other new co-chairs. And I feel like another motivating factor with me was like really getting like the insight on like the preview of all the different talks. So what a lot of folks see are the resulting schedules and um, talks that happen, but it's really a thing to really see the full process, right? All of the CFPs that come in, then forming that up into a really just holistic experience for each track. Um, it was really, really something because then you're able to see what the trends are, right? Even if the talks don't make it on the stage, right? People are thinking about these things, right? And this is the direction of the community. So those are the main reasons. Um, it's been a great experience thus far. Yay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> terrific, terrific, fantastic. Hey, so let's let's, uh, let's keep talking about developer experience. Uh, I know this was a big theme for last year's virtual conference. So I'm curious what progress has been made in, in terms of Kubernetes and developer, uh, developer happiness, I guess you would call it. And uh, what are still the, some of the challenges ahead we'll be discussing this year? Absolutely. So I think there's been a lot of progress made as it relates to picking the right tools for the right problems. So I think that with all of the emerging projects within the CNCF landscape, folks have like all the tools, right, in their toolbox. Now it's just a matter of learning when and where to apply it. And people are leaning on the community to help them make those decisions. So I think that throughout the pandemic, it's been really like cool to see people connecting, whether it was KubeCon EU, through the hallway track and Slack, you know, of and solving problems together mm -hmm. um, to make developer experience better as they're driving adoption. I do think, you know, there's challenges, right, always. I think that the balance between providing like autonomy, right, within the environment, but also managing compliance, right, is a developer experience like aspect. So you have to make sure that developers have what they need, right, but within the guardrails of, you know, making sure compliance needs are met, especially within our environment with privacy is very important. So I think just considering like all the new like problems, external problems, like secure, like supply chain, all those things, and just always keeping developer experience at the forefront as you implement solutions, folks will be able to get what they need to get done. So nice, nice to balance against autonomy versus compliance. That's that, that's interesting. Interesting. All right, fantastic. What are some of the other major themes that we'll see at this year's conference? Yeah, so obviously a very biased. I love end user stories. So I am looking forward to hearing from a lot of end users of the projects that we're implementing internally at Twitter, um, especially. I think that another thing that you'll see is there's a lot of focus on the community. Obviously, the community is how we've gotten through right this past year and a half, leaning on our connections and growing there. Um, so you'll hear a lot about how how groups have been leveraging the community to make gains, right, within their environments, even throughout a pandemic, right? We haven't had the conferences to be in person, but we've still been able to see a lot of impact of CNCF projects at these companies. So you'll hear a lot about that. Nice. Nice. Priyanka, what are some of the highlights to watch out for in the keynotes? Well, obviously mine. <laughs> I'm 
just kidding. I am just kidding. No, I am, you know, I am actually really excited because this is going to be my first time being on a real stage in front of real people. So that just alone is very exciting. But really, I think every KubeCon, CloudNativeCon, in my mind, outdoes itself in the, the quality of the content, the stories that we hear. This time around, I particularly am interested in, well, one thing that's really nice is, as you know, the end user community, which you know Jasmine belongs to, is very important to Cloud Native and to CNCF. And uh, Katie Gamanji, who's on my team, is stepping into a leadership role, leading the end user community, and she's going to be giving a keynote about who she is, what she's working on, all the cool stuff with end users. And I'm just, I'm going to be just so thrilled watching her on stage and seeing her just. Deliver, deliver that amazing talk. So that's going to be fun. In addition, I think there's just a lot of stories out there that deserve attention and are getting getting that now. As you know, there's been a lot of uh, conversations around supply chain security, around just security in general. And we have a really good keynote from Frederick Koss and Alan, who are going to talk about supply chain security. And this is such a topic du jour. And cloud. what I've found is that Team Cloud Native are the people who are ending up doing a lot of this like cutting edge work everywhere. So we need to hear about it. I, I also think that there's going to be a lot of exciting diversity on stage. We have a conversation about, with Risk Five and CNCF on stage together. And you'll see some, you know, individuals there that you may not have seen before. You have all kinds of folks represented and we're bringing together hardware and software. So that's, I think, always a fun conversation. Uh, overall, I think each and every keynote is going to be amazing. Jasmine's, Constance's, mine, Katie's, uh, all the stories, and people should not pick and choose, just go to all of them. Nice, nice. I, I enjoy the keynotes, but I really enjoy the technical presentations even more. And part of the reason we like doing this podcast is we hopefully can get some uh, pointers as to which of the many sessions out there that we should keep a particular eye on. Jasmine, I know you can't pick favorites, but are there a few presentations or a few tracks we should keep uh, extra close tabs on? It literally is my job to pick favorites, though, you know, so <laughs> I, I definitely can. But no, there are a few that highlighted that were really stood, stood out to me during this process of selecting talks. Of course, mostly from like stories. I love stories and hearing how folks have solved problems. Like one of the main ones coming from Porsche Incorporated is around cloud agnostic design, right? So how do you make sure that you're designing and not becoming vendor locked. Um, I gave a talk a while ago in making sure that as no matter what projects you choose to leverage, if you design up front, right, with the layer in between, you can always make sure you're using the right underlying capability. So it's very, very um, going to be very good. Looking forward to that one. Another one I'm looking forward to is improving developer experience um, from Razorpay. Um, their specific story talks about security and compliance specifically, which is really important um, for a lot of companies. So I'm really keen to hear exactly how they solve the problems. I feel like one of the best benefits of KubeCon is that you don't really have to really guess you know, folks are on stage to tell you exactly how they done, you know, the pro the challenges and problems that are out there. So it's really, really cool. Lastly, Spotify, Priyanka mentioned that's her favorite. Like, I love Spotify. And they're going to tell a story about how they adopted Backstage. And one of the problems that a lot of companies have is with the level of innovation and the rate of innovation, it's hard to keep track of things. And I'm, I really want to see how they're managing that internally and how maybe I can bring that back, you know, to my team. Besides that, you know, there's a community, lots of community talks. There's actually the 101 track, which is 
really, really awesome for folks that are going to be just now getting into the community and CNCF projects. There's a lot of topics there that people should look out for too. Terrific. Yeah, I know uh, CNCF is, in particular has been really good about welcoming newcomers to, uh, especially given that Kubernetes is so complex. So uh, we'll be looking forward to, to lots of the beginner tracks as well. Uh, now, I remember uh, the previous uh, head of CNCF, Dan Cohn, he, he had insisted that that uh, it be called KubeCon plus CloudNativeCon, and that's to incorporate the entire uh, community of, of related cloud-native technologies. And uh, will that be uh, a case this year? What uh, I mean, last year, there was a lot on service mesh and uh, monitoring. Is that is there also going to be a lot on uh, adjacent technologies this year as well? Absolutely. That is always the case. It is KubeCon, CloudNativeCon, and that it's going to stay like that as per Dan's wishes. But if you think about what makes someone's utilization of Kubernetes successful, right? It is always a constellation of technologies. Observability is a factor. Service mesh helps. Security is critical. You have to think about so many things in conjunction with and enabled by Kubernetes. So mm -hmm. that is absolutely the case, just like always in for folks who are interested when they look at our such agenda, they will see types, types of sessions, tracks, right? And so we have something on performance. We have something on operations. We have something on security identity and policy. We have storage. So all these things are there because they're, it's all about building and shipping your apps successfully and then being resilient. And that is a whole constellation of technologies and that's what we're representing. Nice, nice. And uh, of course, uh, KubeCon's always had a lot of uh, uh, extracurricular activities. You had mentioned a few of them. But <laughs> will, will there be a, a wrap-up party or uh, what sort of... Uh, extra fun things will there be there? Oh my gosh, so much fun stuff. That's why if you're comfortable, I say definitely show up to KubeCon Cloud NativeCon LA. I want to see you in LA and here's why. First mm -hmm. of all, there's going to be a party, no question. And it's going to be big. It's going to be fun. I think it's on the Thursday. Then besides that, there's also like, we're going to do outdoor space for nourishment and reflection. It's like refresh lounges, which is like, I'm mm -hmm. going to be utilizing those because I've become a lot more introverted since the pandemic. And so that's going to be just like a nice place where like-minded people are hanging out. There's going to be actually something that new, which we're doing, which is like a business development and partnerships negative uh, networking event. And this is... I think a really cool thing, because as you said, right, CNCF and Cloud Native has been good about welcoming other, welcoming all kinds of folks. And we're now extending that to different like job descriptions. So these types of folks, BD and partnerships often attend KubeCon, Cloud NativeCon anyway, uh, but they've often been on the sidelines. Now we have an event for them to meet up and learn from each other. Similarly, there's, you know, Empower Us, which is about empowering diversity, equity, and inclusion and a mm -hmm. workshop about that. So there are all kinds of cool things like that. Oh, and new stack pancake breakfast, maybe? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I think two of them, actually. <laughs> there we go. So obviously everyone should be there. All right, all right terrific. Looking beyond this particular KubeCon, uh, I understand that the next KubeCon event for Europe will be held in Valencia. Is that correct? That is correct. Excellent. Uh, I'm curious why why pick why I've never been to Valencia. It's the third largest city in Spain after Madrid and Barcelona. But uh, uh, what's what's up with Valencia? Why why is that a good <laughs> choice for you guys? Yes, absolutely. So, well, it's a beautiful city. 
in a beautiful country with lovely people, great food, great culture. So that in itself makes it a destination. I've I've personally never been, but just the pictures I've seen, the accounts I've heard, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a new experience for many of us. One thing that was also attractive about Valencia was it's a smaller city. So we can kind of paint the town cloud native. We can do a takeover <laughs> and everybody will be hanging out with us. And that was a cool experience that we thought we should try out as a community. So those are just some, you know, some fun reasons to pick Valencia. I think the weather is also often very good there. So it a lot of, you know, the stars aligned in many different ways and we picked it. Nice, nice. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So those are the questions I had. Are there any other aspects that we should mention for someone who is going or somebody who's thinking about going to KubeCon plus CloudNativeCon? I would just say that assess your risk. And then if you're feeling comfortable, don't dilly-dally, book your tickets right away. There's lots of literature out there to read on how to make your decision. There is lots of experts whose insights we share on all sorts of CNCF channels. If you do come, we will all be together and we'll be together in person after, gosh, one, as you said, 1.75 years, I think is what you said, Jasmine. And I think it'll be a magical experience. So that's kind of my advice. If ever anybody wants to like, you know, talk about it or discuss, uh, I'm always available as usual on Twitter. So DM me, tweet me, open to conversation, happy to help you in any way I can. And I hope to see as many folks as possible in Los Angeles in about a Three weeks. I was going to say month, but no, it's two to three weeks now. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, Jasmine and Priyanka, thank you so much for uh, giving our listeners a early glimpse. And uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll see you in L.A. See you in L.A. Thank you. See ya. CubeCon, Cloud Native Con conferences gather adopters and technologists to further the education and advancement of cloud native computing. The vendor neutral events feature domain experts and key maintainers behind popular projects like Kubernetes, Prometheus, Envoy, Core DNS, Container D, and more. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on Simplecast to listen to more episodes on the new stack makers. Create and share your favorite audiogram using our Simplecast player. For more articles and great stories, go to the newstack.io.